Oh my goodness! Bear witness to the greatest park has ever created! The smelling salt starring Mr. Moonshine! Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. Fimo. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Loma. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Canella. Hook white crowds, smelling salt. Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. Charlo. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Spence. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Bud. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Fury. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. Wilder. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. AJ. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. You know I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Punch. Ooh, baby, you already know this is Pawn Drunk Boxing, aka Mr. Moo. Shine himself, aka El Adobo, aka El Sazon, aka El Borracho. Dímelo, mi gente. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this side of heaven. God bless you all. Ladies and gentlemen, 2022 is gonna be a good year to sport of boxing. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're gonna start off in a good foot. I'm gonna tell you like that. Mr. Moonshine is telling you we're going to start off in a good foot. 2021 was a good year in the sport of boxing. We've seen a lot of great fights. Historic heavyweight fight. Y'all already know what the trilogy. Great accomplishments, especially by Canelo Alvarez. Y'all already know Canelo Alvarez, the fourth division world champion, the newly super middleweight champion of the world. Canelo Alvarez, a.k.a. King Nello, a.k.a. Cartelo, a.k.a. Payday, a.k.a. Get the fuck out of here, man. Hey, yo. Canelo Alvarez leading the way, being a great ambassador, raising the bar in the sport of boxing, voiding the frustration of the boxing fans. Y'all already know how the boxing fans always, yo, man, fighters don't fight like they do back in the days, yo. I mean, not like Roberto Duranish and Julio Cesar Chavez and Sugar Ray Leonard and the Haggers and the Hurst and the Golden Ever, man. For real, these fighters ain't the same. What Canelo Alvarez is showing you, he's a workaholic, stay busy, he's got money. He ain't just saying, ain't, ain't staying, staying with the silk sheet. What, what was it Marvin, Marvin Hagler said about the silk sheets? You know what I'm saying? It's hard to wake up when you, when you got silk sheets. Now, nah, Canelo Alvarez is a gym rat. And, a good, and, it's, a good, and, and it's good that Canelo Alvarez is who he is and runs his career the way he runs it because, you know, the young fighters that's coming up, they could follow that, they could follow that footsteps. They could follow, you know, that type of um, business and career strategy. Now... I mean, not everybody could be a, not everybody could be Canelo Alvarez. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody, you know, something to strive for. You know, but 2022, it's gonna be a good year, but it's actually starting out strange. The fights that schedule was starting out kind of strange because we're about to watch fighters that we have not seen in quite some times. So, I mean, I just finished talking about Canelo Alvarez and being a busy fighter. Now we're starting off the year with guys that skillfully. And potentially are pound for pound quality of fighters. But things have taken a left field. Things have been stagnant in their career. We're going to see Gary Russell Jr. back in the ring. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's about damn time, y'all. Gary Russell Jr. I once called Gary Russell Jr. the evolution of speed and power. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I haven't seen no 12, 15 punch combination like that since Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh-huh. Like Roy Jones Jr. Y'all already know how I consider Roy Jones Jr., man. I consider Roy Jones Jr. the real evolution. So like Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard had a baby. That's Roy Jones Jr. Oh, yes. I know it's weird. I know. I know. But come on. You know I'm exaggerating. Come on, man. Come on. You know some weird-ish going on in the world. Come on. You understand what I'm trying to say? But yes, Gary Russell Jr. going to step back, step in the ring versus Mark Mazzaia. 
El Filipino is going to be the next golden child for the Filipino people. Yarido Manny Pacquiao retired after his Yurdenis Ugas fight, in which he was supposed to be fighting Earl Spence last summer. Took his fight short notice. Manny Pacquiao haven't been in the ring in almost two years since he beat um, Keith Thurman, in which I'm going to talk about Keith Thurman as well. That's going to be performing March 5th pay-per-view versus Mario Barrios. So we got Gary Russell Jr., Keith and Tom Thurman, Tabby leading the way. We haven't seen these guys in the ring. I mean, if you count how many times, I, I think the Canelo Alvarez has fought more times than Keith Thurman and Gary Russell Jr. put together. In the span of what, two, four, four years, you could say? <laughs> it's weird, weird, weird. Uh, Y'all already know Keith Fontaine Thurman, uh, former unified welterweight champion of the world, former top dog in the welterweight division. Injuries have taken a toll, and then that loss by Manny Pacquiao has taken a toll. As, and, you know, it took a hit in his career, shoulder surgery, hand surgery, and hopefully Keith Fontaine Thurman regained the one time aura that he once had. Um, but he's going to be fighting Mario Barrios, you know, and, and Mario Barrios who just finished, well, not just finished, but his last, his last fight was versus Javante Tang Davis, the phenom in the lightweight division. And it was kind of weird to see this matchup because y'all yeah, saw in the summer how, Mar uh, how Keith and Tom Thurman and Lena LB was going back and forth via, via social media and... You know, there was there was the name attached to Keith Thurman was Javante San David this past summer. And, you know, Keith Thurman was saying, like, you know, just uh not not in that like indirectly, like, yo, come on, man, he's not even Javante San Davis ain't even a big welterweight, like, you know, he could fight a, a little welterweight like a Michael Garcia, but come on, man, y'all ain't serious, man. Fool me that damn contract or whatever, blah, 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 right? But then so I'm thinking, you know, I, I, who thought that Keith Thurman get back fight? Comeback fight is going to be against Mario Barrios. I mean, that's even lower competition than a Javante Tang Davis. I was like, oh, hot up. But anyway, man, I'm a fan of Keith Fontaine Thurman. I'm happy he's going to be back in the ring. And I can't wait to see when he got a, if he's going to be the Keith Fontaine Thurman. Is he is he going to be the Keith Fontaine Thurman that we known for, um known him for knocking people out, his power, or his injury has taken a toll and he needed the two years to actually be a, to, to, to adjust his style a la like Mayweather when, you know, his fans were his his hands was failing him, and he needed to be more defensive and things of that nature, and just box more, box from the outside, just bo box way more than anything, and l take less risk. You know, it's always a risk getting in the ring, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Take take risks in, in throwing the punches and and sitting on those punches and staying in front of your opponent. Um, is Keith one time Thurman gonna be money Keith Thurman? You know what I'm saying? If he's gonna change to that. I don't know if it's going to be that fun to watch because Keith Thurman is an exciting fighter. But we're starting out the year with Gary Russell Jr. and Keith and Tom Thurman. You know, we haven't seen, seen him in the back. We haven't seen him in the ring in a long time, but yet we can't um, undermine or or neglect how that they, they are great talent in today and of, of this era. So I can't wait to see both of these guys in the ring. Um, I do think that I saw with Gary Russell Jr. winning this fight. With Keith Thurman, it's like, damn, I don't know what Keith Thurman I'm going to expect, you know, because the only thing for me with Keith Fontaine Thurman is what he said in the PBC um, podcast after the Manny Pacquiao fight when he said he couldn't, fight the, he couldn't find the killer instinct. Aside from the injuries, that he couldn't find the killer instinct. And when he said that, 
I said, damn, pay-per-view fight, Manny Pacquiao. That's like the patching of the torch fight. That's a fight that you've been waiting for a long time. Either, you, either it was him or Floor Mayweather. And you couldn't find the killer instinct to fight Manny Pacquiao? Then how can you find the killer instinct to fight Mario Barrios? How can you regain the killer instinct to fight Mario Barrios? You can't even find it with Manny Pacquiao when the whole world is watching. You know, that's one of the one of the few successful pay-per-view events there's been in the, in the past, what, three, two years. You understand what I'm trying to say? So, I don't know, man, but I, I, of course, I'm rooting for Keith on Tom Thurman. I hope he makes a splash because uh, the welterweight division with Keith on Tom Thurman being in the mix of the top dogs is always an interesting division. You know what I'm saying? I want to see Keith on Tom Thurman versus Earl Spence. I want to see Keith on Tom Thurman versus Bud Crawford. I want to see those type of fights with Keith on Tom Thurman because he has given us a memorable fight with Sean Porter, Danielson Garcia, Diego Chavez, Soto Carrasa. He got hurt in the first round, came right back. You understand? Keith on Tom Thurman is going to be back. Yeah, and I'm a fan, all right? I know a lot of people be like, I ain't going to pay for the damn pay-per-view. <laughs> Punch, you going to pay for it? Uh, matter of fact, I watch a live show. I watch a live show. And, yo, shout out to everybody. Shout out to all the subscribers, man. All the people that support your boy Punch Run Boxing YouTube channel. Subscribe, follow, share. Um, Thank you for everybody that's supporting the movement, the Punch Run Boxing movement in every platform. And the website, punchrunboxing.net. Go read. Read all about it. Um, the Smelling Salt Podcast, you know, you can listen to it while you're working now, driving or whatever, taking a dump or whatever, whatever, man. Just listen to your boy. <laughs> Chop it up. Cook it up. We are going to have a trilogy. We had a trilogy last year, right? Well, we're going to have another trilogy this year, y'all. I, I believe two future Hall of Famers. I believe two living legends. We got Juan Francisco Estrada versus Roman Gonzalez Chocolatito versus El Gallo in March. I can't wait to see that fight. Now, there's people out there that felt like Chocolatito won the last fight. I mean, look, it was a good fight. Both of these guys did, did great things in that ring. Um, try to neutralize each other, but uh, uh, of course it was hard. I, I, I'm okay with the draw. I think I did have a chocolatito winning by one round, but it could go. It, it could have gone. It could have gone to draw too. I, I, I'm not mad about the scorecard. I'm not mad about the fight. Matter of fact, I'm actually about. I'm actually that the fight went that way because we're gonna see it. We're gonna see it again because I thought that chocolatito was gonna retire. You saw the post fight interview, man. He he almost had me tearing, and the translator did a horrible job in translating Gonzalez. But um, I thought it was gonna be the last fight. For, 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 for Chocolatito, and I'm happy that, you know, they, they, they gave it to, I, I hope, I, I, I'm just, it wasn't a draw, but they gave it to um, his Shrader, I'm sorry I said it was a draw, but I, um, they give it to his Shrader, but, but I, I'm glad that he, he is unhappy enough to come back so we could get, so we're gifted this trilogy, <laughs> so, um, that's going to be a good fight. And ladies and gentlemen, one of the most important fights as well in the sport of boxing, the rematch. The rematch. Oh, yeah, we got a rematch. Undisputed. Undisputed. 154. Super. Super welterweight bout with Jamel Charlo versus Brian Castillo from, you already know, Argentina. Jamel Charlo, America, Houston, Texas, the land of Booker T. Five-time, 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 WCW champion, King Booker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be watching wrestling too, man. I'm a wrestling head. But 
I went to see the fight, yo. I went to see that fight. If y'all ain't know, I went to San Antonio. Went to, oh, man, the San Antonio food is good. It's good. Mm-mm-mm. Mm, man, lick your finger good, man. Finger licking good, y'all. But damn, San Antonio does smell like a, around the river walk, man. It's like piss, man, though. I don't know, man. I thought New York City be smelling. I'm from New York, man. I thought New York City is the dirtiest city. Man, San Antonio, man. It was smelling like, I, th- I thought all this damn, some homeless dude behind me or something like that. Pause. Fuck. <laughs> but anyway, that was a great fight. And I know there's a lot of people out there that was like, yo, man, Brian Costanza really won that fight, yo. And a lot of people was mad at me because I did have Jamal Charlo winning the fight on my scorecard. Yo, you, what the fuck? You don't know how to score a bell punch. You don't know how to score a bell. Man, please. Please, man. That was an entertaining fight, man. They could have been fighting. Fight. It was one of the candidates of fight of the year, man. It was back and forth, man. But people always forget. And this is what it is. Not forget, but this is what it is. I mean, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. This is what it is. Y'all ain't expect nothing from Brian Castaño. See, that's the thing. See, people would act like they smart in boxing like... Yo, yo, Brian Costanza's gonna beat him. You, you don't know what you're talking about, man. You ain't know what you was talking about when you saw the first fight. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Ain't, y'all, ain't, it wasn't a bunch of YouTube boxing content creator doing a video of Brian Castaño. A lot of people said that. A lot of people already had Jamal Charlo being undisputed. They already had that in the bag, all right? See, it, it become, in boxing, it becomes something like you're giving moral victories to, to, to the guy that Loss or, or, or draw, whatever, man. Y'all just giving moral victories away. The reason why y'all say, oh, my God, Brian Castaño. Not saying that Brian Castaño was a bad fighter because I already knew. Y'all follow the channel. I gave all the props to Brian Castaño. I did live. I did, the, I did a video be, even be right, right before the fight. Be like, hey, yo, if Jamal, Jamel Charlo does not throw enough punches because I think that's the only thing that actually make, makes his fight closer than what it should be. You know, I want him to, the, the punch count got to come up. You feel me? But then when he gets on that groove and then, he, like, we saw the championship rounds on their fight, you saw that when Jamel Charlo picks it up, then Brian Castaño, that tone, that pace, he couldn't handle that pace. Go back to the fight, see the championship rounds, and see the 10th round, see the 11th round, understand what I'm, what, what I'm saying. But people are giving more victories when you don't expect nothing from somebody then you, oh my god then you're like oh my god he got exposed even if it's a close fight even if it's a close fight oh he got exposed oh see he wasn't this special nah nah nah, nah. your analysis wasn't special that's what it was a lot of people taking shortcuts in their analysis that's what it is you don't know him so you, do, so you expect everything from the favorite right you don't expect anything from Brian Castagna just like a lot of people did not expect anything from George Cambosa when he defeated Tia from Lopez in the Hoodoo Theater October 17th yeah I was there yeah I was there yeah yeah I was there but y'all didn't expect nothing from George Cambosa and just like I've been saying since last year how dangerous Cambosa is but nah man he gonna knock him on three rounds you ain't even see him fight look what he did against Lee Selby and little Mickey Bish you know what I'm saying that's what I go by you're not going by the journey of fighters you feel me Brian Castagna had a good fight versus Patrick Sashura he beat him he became champion fighting a live champion he had a draw with Lara a prestige tech, technical boxer right but y'all still ain't giving props. Y'all ain't watching the fights. Let's be honest. Even the mass media trying to break down the fight. Y'all ain't expect anything from Brian Castaño. So when Brian Castaño gives you something to, something, to, something to look to look at, oh, you rolled it. Then you give him the extra credit, right? But 
I'm glad we had the rematch because we need to know who will be the king in 154. And I made my prediction. Go check it. Go check the videos out. But I'll tell you right here. Jamel Charlotte is going to be undisputed in 154. He's going to be the king. And he's on my pound for pound list number six. Who got a problem? Who got a problem? Who got a problem? I know that people are going to be like, come on, man. He ain't no damn pound for pound list. Why not? I believe that Jamel Charlotte got one of the most underrated resume in the sport of, in, in the sport of boxing. Oh, because you just don't want to un, you just don't want to respect the 154 pounder. You don't want to respect Jamel Charlo, huh? I mean, there's people that still got Lomachenko on it. Listen, he lost to Salido and Lomachenko. Uh, he lost to, to Salido and TFM Lopez. Yeah, still got Lomachenko, huh? How about Stephen Ford? I got Stephen Ford on my pound for pound list. You got a problem with that one too, huh? Anyway, anyway, that's gonna be a good undisputed bout. But the one. The most important, and I believe the biggest fight in the sport of boxing, I know y'all think I'm going to say the heavyweight division, the Tyson Fury and the Uzik. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I really do believe that the ladies is going to take over this year. I believe that the ladies will be leading the way of 2022. I believe so. And I believe there's going to be comeback of the year. I believe that a Keith Thurman or Deontay Wilder becomes back and get a great knockout. It's going to be comeback fight of the year. I do believe so because I believe in this, in, in, in this talent. But Amanda Serrano, the seventh division world champion, the power of pound knockout queen of boxing versus Katie Taylor, the undisputed lightweight in the lightweight division. Katie Taylor, two prestige Fighters, not just female fighters, two prestige fighters, two pound for pound fighters, best fight in the best. I can't wait to see that fight, y'all. That's the most important fight. That's the most important, biggest fight because it's gonna set the tone of how these ladies gonna, how people are gonna get, pay respects to these ladies, how much they're gonna get paid. I just think it's the most important fight in the boxing, and I'm glad they didn't fight earlier, like almost two years ago, because they was gonna be fighting in the co-main event of of of. Pavelkin versus Dillian White. Get the hell out of here. Not these ladies. Not uh uh uh. This is too big of a fight to be co main event to that fight. But now they're going to be fighting in Madison Square Garden. They're going to be compensated like I said they should be compensated. I said Amanda Serrano will be seven figures, is a seven figure fighter. I said it. I told y'all. Y'all ain't want to believe. But how a successful boxer like Amanda Serrano is going to get chump change like. $75,000 or $100,000. Hell no. Hell no. Hell, she's a seven-figure fighter just like Katie Taylor is a seven-figure fighter. And thank you to the boxing gods. Thank you for, J for Jake Paul coming to the sport of boxing and helping Amanda Serrano reach, to, to reach that amount, that purse that she deserves. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be watching that fight in April. MSG, New York City. See, and it's coming to me. It got it to be in New York City because I'm the one that asked for this fight like that. I'm the one that paid the respect for the ladies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mr. Moonshine. I put her now. I'm being selfish right now, but you understand what I'm saying. I'm happy it's gonna be um in New York City, Madison Square Garden, as it should be. Um, who else, man? We got a lot of fights coming up. We got the rematch with Anthony Joshua, Alexandra Usyk. That's gonna be a good matchup, and I do believe that Anthony Joshua. I'm gonna make a prediction right here, right now, and I'm not saying this because I like Alexandra Usyk. He's number two on my pound for pound list, but. I believe, man, the stars align itself, you know? And I believe records needs to be tied and broken by other groups, you know? And I just feel the aura. I feel the aura of Ali. Not necessarily I believe that Anthony Joshua will fight like Ali, but I feel like Anthony Joshua will become a three-time heavyweight world champion. And I think so. I just think it's going to happen. I got Anthony Joshua beating 
or Alexander Usyk. And even though we saw the last fight, we saw Alexander Usyk be a technician, be where he wanted to be, throw where he wanted to throw, land where he wanted to land, um, work the angles the way he wanted to work the angles. Um, I do believe that Alexander Usyk is going to do that again, but I just think that Anthony Joshua, you know, he he he. I like the way he takes his loss because he takes his loss and um. It, 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 once you take your loss and you accept your loss the way that Anthony Joshua accepts a loss, you go back into the drawing board quicker. You identify your mistakes. You identify what we need to do right when you hit the gym. So then there is no wasting time. There is no wasting time. There is no mind fuckery going on. And I believe that the last time he did that, he went back into the gym. He did what he had to do. And then he beat Andy Ruiz on that rematch to become a two-time heavyweight world champion. I believe he's going to be three-time world champion. I throw in shades of Alexander Usyk. It's going to be a good fight. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a good fight. And I and I respect anybody that's saying that Alessandro Usyk is going to beat him again. You know, but I just, uh, maybe this decision is more, it's with my heart and mind. And, you know, dealing with boxing, you can't make decisions with your heart. But I'm a fan anyway, and I do believe that the boxing guy is, gonna, is aligning stars. And I think that Anthony Joshua is going to become a three-time heavyweight world champion. Um, But boxing is good, y'all. Boxing, boxing, 2020, um, of course, and we got a unification by Urdenis Uga versus Earl Spence. How, how, how bad people want to see it. I mean, how bad people are frustrated and mad that they're not going to see Earl Spence versus Bud Crawford. I've been saying for almost three years now, three years, three years, probably going on. It's not going to, a fight that's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, I don't believe so. It's one of those fights, I believe, um, in boxing and one of, in one of those fights in the eras that, it's just a fight that never happened. You know, Morales, Marquez, um, Triple G, um, Andre Ward, Bo, Lennox Lewis. I just think this is one of those fights that's just in the era that just doesn't happen. But uh, Dennis Ugas and Earl Spence fight is good. And I do believe that Dennis Ugas have all the skills and talent to upset, uh, you know, Earl Spence. You know, don't be surprised, y'all. Don't be surprised. I won't be surprised at all if you Dennis Ugas beats Earl Spence. That could be the upset of the year. Um, but there's another fight that's going on. It's Bud Crawford versus Bob Arum. <laughs> His former promotional company. Y'all already know that Thomas Bud Crawford sued Bob Arum. Um, of course, they're, they're the, the, the paper is out there. He sued and feel like he was owed money back. Um, and look, man, that's just contracts. I don't know what's really... I don't know from the other side of Bob, uh, what well, you know, Bob Arum. I hope that if there was wrong, if there was wrongdoing, that um, you know, Bob Arum will take accountability and and, and gotta give and gotta give whatever um, Terrence Bro Terrence Terrence Book Crawford is asking for. And if it's you know, it was a reach by Terrence Book Crawford, and you know, he's just trying to stick 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 Bob, um, then it could be a countersuit. I don't know. But I don't really know. I, I don't really know. I think it works out. I'm always for the benefit of the fighter at the end of the day because, you know, um, the fighters out there risking their lives. So I'm always on the side. With, I'm always going to side with the fighters. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give the fighters the benefit of the doubt. So, but it's a story that I want to hear both sides and I want to just see everything and take my time. I don't, I don't, I've, I've done a couple of videos and stuff like that. I just don't like the race bait stuff. The race bait, um, and not the race, the, the race bias, you know, and... I, I, that's the part I'm, I'm, I don't agree with. I don't agree with, but it is what it is, man. A lot of people don't agree. A, a lot of people see it. People have different perspectives, but 
it's my perspective. Once you add that racist, it's hard for me to take certain certain things serious because then I see the victimhood shit. And I, 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 at this point, 2022, I don't even want to hear that victimhood stuff, man. I feel like, I, I don't know. It just, it, it just irks me. That's just me. That's just me. It just irks me. But um, hopefully everything turns out the way it should turn out. Put it that way. Uh, but Crawford is a hell of a champion. But Crawford is a hell of a fighter. One of the best fighters of, of today. I believe he's a, he's a walking Hall of Famer myself. Um, I'm not one of those guys. Well, I used to be one of those one of those guys. Be like, Yo, come on, bud, man. We want to see you in the ring. But you got to understand. I understand the business of boxing, and it's not about Bud Crawford. I believe that Bud Crawford will fight anybody, anytime, any place. He's a fighter. He's groom. He's a he's a rat. He's a savage, bro. Um, but the business of boxing, those hands in a cookie jar, they just don't. They they prevent from things of happening. And if he was prevented, if if he was prevented anything, and that breached the contract, then hey, they ain't got to be compensated. Um, so that's going to be a fight, and I think that's going to be the biggest fight of, of Bud Crawford this year, uh, uh, other than other than Earl Spence, because I believe that if Keith from Tom Thurman beats Mario Barrios, Keith from Tom Thurman, the PBC, Earl Spence, PBC, I believe that Earl Spence versus Matt, and then Keith Thurman is the biggest fight in PBC. Why not make that money? I mean, it's prize fighting, and I, and I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna align itself like that. But again, women, we're gonna see um, Reese versus Chantel Cameron. Um, shout out to Jessica um, Kamara because I believe that she, I believe that she actually did win the fight. So I don't want people to forget about Jessica, Jessica Cameron. I, I think she did a hell of a job. Uh, we've seen the debut of Christina Cruz. You know. Um, shout out to Christina Cruz, House Kitchen, New York City. But yeah, um, Alicia Baumgartner, you know what I'm saying? Knocking out um, Harper. So, women boxing, just a shout out to Jessica McCaskill, who, who, who had a great victory. Yo, women boxing is, is just is, is wonderful to watch. And I just, yo, I hope that everybody do support the females because they're putting their house out there, man. No excuses. You don't hear no excuses from these ladies and alpha ladies. I'm gonna call them alpha ladies. Shout out to Nonito Donaire, Rachel Donaire. They, you know, um, if y'all want to see how managers and promoters um sleeve these fighters, put it that way. I mean, there's no other way around it, no other way to say it. Um, go check out my four hour interview. With Rachel Donaire, Nonito Donaire, y'all already know what legend in the game and exposing, exposing what needs to be exposed so fighters today could just pay attention to their contract, get your own attorney and things of that nature. That, that was an epic live. The most important, I'm gonna I'm tell you like this I think that's the most important boxing live. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pop my collar on this one, but. I believe that's the most important live I've ever done. That's the most most educational and most important boxing dialogue. I think I, I think in the YCDC. I just think so because, and I'm just saying for the benefit of the fighters, the information that Nonito Donaire and Rachel Donaire gave out, and the advice is something that fighters need to pay for. You need to pay an attorney to say, to look at what Nonito Donaire was expressing. For all the fighters that's coming up, you got to watch that live. You have to. It's not even like, 
oh, because I'm punished. No, 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 no. I don't care. And anybody that want to use that video, let me know. I'm not going to flag that video because I need, I want every fighter. I believe that all these fighters are superheroes to me. All these fighters. How does that? I want the, all these fighters to really look at that because it will save their, their career life. It will save their life. You know, it's, it's, we look at the loopholes, we look at the words and the contracts. We, we had documents, we had documented the contracts so fighters could look so they won't be robbed, they won't be enslaved. Please, fighters that's listening on, look at the, you have to look at, the, at this interview, you have to look at this dialogue, you have to look at this information if you're really serious about your career. Every fighter should be sharing this to every fighter. Um, but again, thank you to Nonito Donaire and Rachel Donaire. It was a, it was a great educational and, and very eye opener for, for the fans that don't know about the business of boxing because the fans always think that as fighters that don't want to do anything or don't want to fight or whatever is ducking and dodging and things of that nature. Nah, they have no control of the career. The only control that do, do, they do have is signing signing these contracts that they're just not educated. Or, or consulted the proper way because, of course, a lot of these fighters are appointed attorneys that is just the managers, the promoters' attorney. And that's effed up. You know, you got to seek your own lawyer, seek an accountant that's going to be looking over your, the other accountant. You know, you got to put your money to save your life. You know, you got to invest in yourself as well. And that's a part of investing in yourself. Put it this way this right here is free investment right there. This information right here. A manager with managers and promoters will see the live that I did um, a couple of days ago with Onito Donaire, and they're going to try to shut it down because they don't want you to see the truth, you know. But um, I think that boxing is in a great place. I think the I think there's gonna it's, it's exciting fights. I'm not even begging for no fights. Just I, I think that I've given I've I've been witnessing great fights, and I think I'm going to be witnessing the. Great fights from Virgil Ortiz and Boots Ennis, and they're come up, and the prospect is deep. We got, uh, um, we got Steve, we got um, Keyshawn Davis, Mitchell Rivera in the lightweight division. I mean, Brandon Lee in the 140 pound division. The 140 pound, we see Tia from Lopez moving up. We saw the go check out my interview with, with, with Arnold Barbosa Jr., who's calling out. Teofimo Lopez, and that's a good fight if he's moving to 140. We see that George Cambosa, Devin Haney could be uh, um, probably doing business and negotiating a deal so they could beat, so that could be the next fight. I think that would be a big, in, in Australia, I think that would be a big fight for, for the lightweight division and the boxing itself. Um, Bubo Andre, rumors say that he want to drop the belt to go to the 168, not to fight the mandatory, but I think he's going to be fighting the mandatory. It is what it is, man. Um, I think it's been a, a, an unfortunate Thing with 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 the relationship that the, the Mises Andre has with the industry and the fans, because you know, being avoided like this, I ain't never really seen anything like this. Not like this. Not when you in position. Not when you a fighter. Not with a, with a belt. And it seems like the belts are just something to be in position. But really, nobody was fighting for the belt. You can see in the lightweight division where Ryan Garcia was calling out Javante San Davis rather than Devin Haney, right? And he fought to be in the position to fight Devin Haney. Um, I think that people are just playing. Musical chairs with, with the belts. I think it's just the power entities with the promoter so they can get their network contract. And 
Because why nobody want, why nobody's trying to die for, to get a Demetrius Andre fight? I mean, he's a champion. Why nobody's trying to die to unify the titles? It's kind of weird to me. But that's just boxing, man. That's just boxing. But I believe 2022 is, is, is a great year this year. We're going to see a lot of wonderful things, a lot of epic things. And I just can't wait. So everybody subscribe to my YouTube channel, Punch Run Boxing. I'm, you know, dropping things daily. And thank you for, for, for this episode, man. I'm going to try to make the episode a little longer. Trying to make some interviews going. Um, um, I just don't like to use my YouTube content and this one. This one. So, so I take my time to do this, to do this um, um, podcast like it, like it should be. But soon we're going to be having guests and... You know, I'm going to enhance this, the, the Smelling Salt podcast. The Smelling Salt podcast is going to be the best boxing, combat. Um, I'm going to be the Joe Rogan. We're going to be the, hey, Joe Rogan. Uh, 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 you break bread? Oh, oh we're going to see, oh, we're, going to, we're going to be some competition out here. Punch on boxing. The Smelling Salt was good. <laughs> but shout out to all the boxing content creators on the combat content creators doing a wonderful thing, breaking things unbiasedly, logically, and objectively. Um. Y'all already know, man, God first, everything second, fight plus survive, equal true champions, the best investment you can make in your life, it's not crypto, it's having God in your heart. Love y'all, God bless, and on to the next.